Nomad wandered inside the abandoned junkyard. There were rusted cars of various colors and five neat rows with green grass waist high in between them. Surrounding the junkyard were stacks of vehicles. Nomad got the exciting feeling that he was inside a castle protected by its walls. A pile of glass off to one side shimmered in the warm afternoon sunlight. It was next to a pile of metal that pennies were made from and a variety of other sharp metallic things he didn't recognize. Strolling through the grass and rows of cars, Nomad was reminded of his grandfather. He changed tires and oil all his life and was covered in black all the way up to his elbows when he would come home. He would carry red rags with him to clean off with, but it never did him any good. The smell still clung to him, and the black was always caught under his fingernails, even after washing his hands. The sound of the Eagle Creek Dam crept through the forest and over the flattened car stacks. The sound of the water hissing was unnerving. He wanted nothing to do with it. He turned in the opposite direction, forcing himself to think of better things. Should have kept on moving, came a man's voice. Nomad's attention was directed to an old wooden shed with a makeshift front porch and overhang. On a rocking chair sat an old man. His skin was as dark as coal and his hair as white as snow. Who are you? Nomad asked. He'd never seen him before. Keep on moving, boy. You don't belong here. The old man stood up and pointed in the original direction Nomad was walking, toward the dam. No way. I'm not going near that place, Nomad said. Ain't nothing here for you. Now go on, get. Nomad shook his head. No, sir. I'm not going that way, Nomad said. Cross my heart and hope to die. The old man rolled his eyes and his face took on a look of resignation. Fine, but you'll be getting off my property then, said the old man. Nomad was used to grumpy old men. In his experience, most of the time they wanted someone to talk to or had some work that needed to be done. They never paid well, but he didn't mind. Nomad slowly made his way toward an exit, taking his time while he ran his fingers over a few of the old cars. I thought this place was shut down when the owner died years ago, Nomad said, hoping for at least a bit of conversation. After all, it was unusual for him to meet someone new. I'm about as dead as you are. What's your name, boy? Nomad stopped and turned back toward the man on the porch. I'm Nomad, the old man began to laugh. What's so funny? What kind of name is Nomad? The old man stepped off the porch and made his way slowly toward Nomad. It wasn't an elderly type of slow, but more deliberate. There was more strength to this man than he'd thought. It's the name my mama gave me, sir, Nomad said as the old man, still chuckling, stopped just a foot away from him. Though he was old, he was tall. He wore blue jean overalls with the straps over a black t-shirt. What's your name, sir? The old man pointed at a sign by the main entrance. It read, Azrael's Junkin' Stuff. Ezra, Ezra, Azrael, didn't your mama teach you your letters yet, boy? Azrael asked. Yes, sir, I just never seen a name like that, Nomad said. And I said my name is Nomad, not boy. Azrael smiled. I suppose you did, Azrael said, giving it some thought. 
But I don't reckon I'll be calling you Nomad, though. What kind of name is Nomad, anyways? I said, my mama, I know what you said, boy, Azrael said. He looked up at the afternoon sun hanging in the sky and appeared to be lost in thought. Not much time left. Little past noon now, and I got a lot of work to do. This boy is as backward as they come.